Oh, that's amazing. And we're going to end part one with Dave Sheldon here and join us right back for with Dave Sheldon part two. That's an amazing song. Thank you, Dave. That was wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. I was just like kind of thrown into it. I haven't even warmed up yet. But. <laughs> That's the way that our listeners love it. This is raw and live. Come back to part two with Dave Sheldon. He has so much more to tell us and the story he said he wants about. He's going to tell us about George Clooney. So come on back. Part two. Hi, welcome to part two with Dave Sheldon. Amazing writer for TV and film, cartoonist, author, music musician. If you listen to part one, you can hear his amazing song he sang, voiceover actor, and some of his credits include Everybody Loves Raymond, National Lampoon, Nickelodeon, Disney, Warner Brothers, Sci-Fi Channel, Professor Creepy, Scream Party, Cemetery Go-Go, Brain Explosion, and Bag Boy, and Sweet Slop. Welcome back to the show, David. Hi. Hi, it's great to be back. Yeah, so you were singing a song. Um, you know, probably the audio wasn't the best with the um uh, sound, but um, I so happy that you came on and played acoustic guitar. Our listeners absolutely love it when um someone sings for them, and just just we're just talking stories. You have so many incredible stories from meeting um James Cagney at his farm and having tea and biscuits to meeting uh, Vincent It's like Price. there's singers out there that want to, you know, want original material. Most of the stuff I write is as a songwriter as opposed to a performer. But even though I do perform a lot of the, like, rock songs that I've been playing guitar forever, I'm sorry you weren't able to get the audio on that. A little, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, if you want it, we can always have you sing more because our audience loves loves it when our um, producer, writers, actors, and directors sing to us and show off their incredible, like, just skills. And um, because original songs and stories need the most love because if you're getting played over and over on the radio, obviously everyone's going to hear it. But something that's original, right. yeah, it can get all the love. Well, you know, what we, what we can do is at the end of this episode, then... Um, I'll try to position it so maybe you can hear it better. Okay, great. And so uh, do you want to uh, talk, share with us your story? You said you had a story about George Clooney. Oh, my God. Yes, this was also on the Warner lot. It was when I was uh, working on Everybody Loves Raymond. I used to walk to the commissary, which had to go by the ER stage. And I guess George Clooney liked basketball. And I've always been a big um, athletic um uh, or an athlete, I was going to say athletic supporter, but as a National Lampoon guy, that could take two meanings. So I'm going like, yes, I was an athlete, and I actually got to coach with Mike Dunleavy from, from the Lakers and Jim Herrick from UCLA. Uh, so I'd always grown up with sports, wow. even though I was small. I was very wiry and fast. So he was shooting baskets out in one of the alleyways, and I said, oh, can I shoot with you? And he goes, um, sure. So, cause I guess other people were afraid to play with him or something. So, and then he goes, you want to play one-on-one? -on -one? And I said, okay. And good thing I was wearing sneakers that day. Uh, so we start one-on-one -on -one game and he probably thought he could kick my butt. Uh, but I, st I started kicking his butt and then I blocked his shots. I would score it. Then at the end of the game, um, he seemed to be getting really mad, and I was like, oh, good game. So he goes, yeah, good game. And so um, then people who are watching, 
are kind of going like, why are you beating him? And I'm going, what am I supposed to do? Lose to him? Um, so he then got called into the set and then the people around were going like, he always likes to win. Everybody lets him win. And I'm going, well, I'm sorry. I don't play that way. I even told Spielberg he was underdressed once. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello, Spielberg. The, You're this definitely is, this is underdressed. This is a funny story. <laughs> yeah, um, I was at the, uh, June Foray, the legendary voice actor, was one of my best friends, one from Rocky the Squirrel. And we were at the opening of the motion picture library through the academy in Beverly Hills. It was like middle of summer. It was like 90 degrees. We're in, uh, I'm wearing like black tie and everything. And he was going to be donating the documentary for Schindler's List that inspired the movie. So, um, you know, he finally comes in. All of us are waiting and sweating our butts off. Well, anyway, he comes in. I'll never forget what he was wearing. His baseball cap, a windbreak, like a light-colored windbreaker, his plaid shirt, khaki pants, and his deck shoes. You know, the kind of look he always usually has um then you know we're all meeting him so i it's my turn to meet him and go, i go oh, it's nice to meet you mr spielberg but can i tell you could you have been a little more formally dressed we're sitting here sweating and you're you're wearing comfortable clothes everyone's like doing the the neck thing like trying cut 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 it and then spielberg just laughed he was he was probably not expecting someone to like even just talk to him normally Oh without you know like kissing up to him and stuff i've never kissed up to anybody it's just it's not me and i don't think you need to do that it's you know it, it always makes people look like sycophants and it, it's kind of embarrassing to me so i just treat people they're just people so i treat them as people they're more successful yes richard they they're an industry that i'm in i mean i was never in the industry just so people can come up to me and go Oh, I worship you. I hate that. You know, to say, hi, I like your work. And, you know, maybe I want to work with you, but, you know, I don't want to be kissed up to. <laughs> and so he thought it was very funny. So, so even stuff like that, it's just like, I'm going to tell him. Maybe it's being from New Jersey too. I don't know. A little feisty guy, are you, huh? So a little David's personality come out. So if you go to a nice event, please wear something nice. Or David Sheldon would be like, excuse me. <laughs> I will call you out on it. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Fashion is so different these days than when uh, I would say my mom's growing up. But I think everything goes and anything goes. And in Hollywood, anything and everything seems to be okay these days. So uh, who am I to say anything? But I love... Well, it's, it's we love it's such stories. a hypocritical it's such a hypocritical industry you know i've seen the good the bad the ugly of it inside and out and i mean it's one of the reasons i left la not the industry i left la but not the industry and um, because you know now with the internet like what we're doing through you know through the phone system and through all these apps and things like that we don't need to be in la anymore to get things done yeah, there's a lot of people moving out um, to go to like get bigger, um, more acreage, getting a bigger and better home in an area where maybe there's trees and gardens. So that's one of the positive things that definitely is coming about. And no about. crime or homeless people or, you know, $3,000 studio apartments, oh. you know, things like that traffic. I love it in West Virginia because where I live, 
it's right along the Ohio River. I came out because I was uh, looking around for just a riding gig to get away from LA. And I happened to find one here in Sistersville. And, you know, I've, I have not regretted in the two years I've been here. Is it kind of like a little magical, um, like, a, what is it like? A, like I watch Midsummer uh, Midsummer Night Murders and I always watch it because I'm like, oh, it looks like a little enchanted English town, but everyone is backstabbing and gossiping and oh, they always kill everyone on that show. But it looks just so well, magical. Yeah, They're riding bikes and they all know each other and stuff. Is it kind of like a little quaint town? Like I was gonna say, what's uh, Ron Howard growing up? Like what's that show? Um, um, Mayberry, you mean like the Andy Griffith show? Yeah, kind of like that. Or what it is, is it? It is kind of like that. But yes, there's gossip. Yes, there's. I mean, there are some strange people in this town. I got. I talk about it in my stand-up act. But um, you know, like people joke that um, you can find a date here, but you have to milk them first. Oh, that's and, terrible! Oh, wow! Wait, uh, I need a song the, for that. <laughs> and and that um, you only need one dentist for the whole um, town, the whole county, even because there's only five teeth cumulatively out here. Oh, uh, oh, oh another <laughs> gong! Another. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, feisty David Shelton, feisty. <laughs> Speaking of David, well, oh my th gosh. There are people like that. For me, the biggest concern is is that the health of people out here are is so bad. And I mean, I'm actually running now for state delegate next year. Oh, wonderful. because because people would ask, you know, they need someone to stand up for them. And no one's getting anything done. Businesses are falling off. And it's not just here. It's around the country in these small towns. And I'm also very political, but I'm also politically incorrect. So that's why I created Bitchy the Clown as a sounding board for that. And there's links on SnuggieBear.com for him, too. But I needed to, you know, wanted help. I've got very involved here. I've joined the Elks Club. And... Uh, you know, I've done a lot to help people here. We've done, I produced a film festival out here, believe it or not. And that went really well. We got entry, a short film fest. We got entries from all over the world. And, you know, I, I just have fallen in love. And my children's book, Bad Boy and Sweet Sob, actually was published by a West Virginia publisher as a result of the local library. And I become kind of the brother to the librarian here. Her name is Shauna. And she told me about the publisher in West Virginia when I was looking for one for Bag Boy and Sweet Swab, which I originally wrote in L.A. for my it was a story about my ex-girlfriend and I, well, my ex-fiance at the time. And um, the the publisher fell in love with the manuscript and the drawings. And next thing you know, we're winning the Internet. We won the San Francisco Book Festival. Um, and it only came out this year. We want, we just won the international book awards from readers favorite. And that's one of the biggest international book festivals. I mean, Jim Carrey, ugh, as much as I don't like Jim Carrey, he won more Henry Winkler, James Patterson, Stephen King, who also kind of pisses me off. But, um, all of these famous authors have won awards at these things. And, it was it was a wonderful surprise to get the medal. They actually give you the medals. They're like Olympic medals. Oh wow! That was so cool. Yeah, and speaking of things that you won, um, 
your song I'm a Zombie charted on kids the kids syndicated radio network, Jenny Radio. I'm a zombie, so maybe you could give us a little um a hint of that if you'd like to play that song because um it's always well that one I wrote for um a kid actor that is in Professor Creepy Scream Party. And that was basically because he was working with a big he was a child actor and he was in like the babysitter and he did voices for minions. But he, for some reason they thought they wanted more white kids in the industry to do rap. So this rap producer, I forgot who he's worked with, but he was big with rap and hip hop asked him to do one. So I wrote this song for him that kind of was like kind of a Halloween esque rap. And I did all the guitar parts on it. And I knew the girl from Jenny Radio because she's also in Professor Creepy. And um, she put the song on and it started charting on her network, which I found like crazy. Oh, wow. That's um, that's really cool. So, um, yeah, that's wonderful. So, um, yeah. So can you so you're now living in Virginia and you're West Virginia, West Virginia. And you're doing your festivals and all your wonderful programs um, out there. Right. Well, you, you asked earlier about Professor Creepy. Yes. Um, as I said, that's a show that I created because I wanted to do horror. And then when we started winning awards with that, I said, okay, I need to find a placement. That's when I got the LOI from um, Retro TV. And I actually have some interest from some other networks right now. But um I and mean, I want to shoot that here in West Virginia. I shot that at a place called the CIA in Burbank, North Hollywood. Was it North Hollywood? Yes, North Hollywood, California, um, which is a circus freak museum owned by an actor friend named Carl Crew, who was in movies like The Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer. He was a mortician, and it, it just kind of caught on. So the Monster Channel now started airing it and. And it, it's it's so cool. It's such a fun show. Oh, that's wonderful. So um, so what's coming up for you? Can you share with us what you're working on, what's coming up for you that everyone can check out and um, see what you're doing? Oh, definitely. I'm never ending. That's why my brain explodes all the time. Um, I've been writing a lot of new music. I have a number now, so we're going to start doing some more live um, performances, uh, music and comedy. I did one at a theater called Monroe Theater in Woodsfield, Ohio, um, earlier this year, and that went over really, really well. I mean, our audience was basically 90 years old, but when we started playing the, the band, uh, I found a couple of great team musicians here, because there aren't that many, you know, true musicians out here. There are some, but they all do country, so it was nice to find a couple of kids it's kind of like school of rock i'm the jack black character so my bass player is 16 an amazing bass player uh now and she's all and they're in the school band so um she's actually learning the drums so she could join our band because there are no drummers out here you know outside of the marching band um so we're doing that uh i'm gonna be uh, working on uh, I'm working on a script for Julie Newmar, who was Catwoman. 
because she had said that she was looking for something to work on and she she's on a cane and she doesn't move very well and no one's writing for her so i said i'm just gonna sit down and write a feature film kind of like murder she wrote for her and but do it in a feature film so i'm working on that uh let's see i'm also working on i am oh i have a radio show that just got syndicated uh called cemetery Ogo, and i created that here in west virginia because i love cemeteries and one local inspired it and there was a guy who runs a local high school station named Greg Goodfellow and gave me an opportunity to create a show for that station. And since then, he's left the school, he retired, but now it's running on another station called WJEG-FM out of West Virginia, but it also got syndicated by a station in um, Maryland called WAKI Radio. And now it's being listened to all over the world, which is great. And it's a late night horror comedy music show. And I created a character called Groovy Grave Creeper. Um, he kind of sounds like this. He goes, this is the Groovy Grave Creeper. And you're listening to Cemetery Go-Go on WKI Radio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you really love your horror films. So it's it's always wonderful to learn, like when uh, you grow up, all the films that you love growing up somehow manifest into your career later that you actually get to do these horror films and these kids' projects. And with you, you get to do them all. It's like a, a Lollapalooza explosion fun party with Dave Sheldon. <laughs> oh, it is. It, that's why, you know, like people will come into my apartment and they're going like, like if I'm not home and like, you know, like maybe a building inspector comes in or something, they'll go, oh my gosh, this guy is really interesting and not even meeting me yet just by looking what I have in my apartment. And it is like a regular freak museum in here, basically. But it's, it's so, it's just, it, it, you know, if you're going to do that, like you said, you grow up with these things, you fall in love with whatever you're watching or the music you listen to. Um, I mean, my musical influences were like in the 60s, all the psychedelic stuff, the Beatles, the Yardbirds, stuff like that. In the 70s, it was ACDC, Kiss, hardcore rock, you know, things like that. And in the 80s, it was punk. So there were musical influences. Um, I did a script uh, for Tape Trick, Jamie Kennedy and Scotty Schwartz from The Toy, who's a good friend of mine in A Christmas Story. And so those are influences that also kind of help my brain to develop and to keep developing things and to create. And you know, if you know how there's an expression, a mime is a terrible thing to waste? Yes. Well, it's true. If you don't you keep using it, it's going to go to waste. I also add in there a mime, like M-I-M-E, a mime is a terrible thing to waste because that came from a, a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, I actually met Mel Brooks in Beverly Hills. Um, I go to my dentist and they always, well, they used to have lunch all the time regularly. I won't mention the street and the day and the time. And um, and he always sits with a group of friends and they're very, very nice to me and I always say hello and and just very, very sweet to me. And, and says um, for me to bring my husky dog over there next time because they like oh. dogs. Yeah. So he was very brilliant. And I was like, ah, I do comedy. And 
And I told him all about my kid's channel. And he goes, good luck, kid. I wish you all the best in the world. And I'm like, hey, it's listeners like our wonderful listeners that also listen to not only film addicts, they listen to Girl's Guide to Investing podcast, and they also listen to Enchanting Book Readings where I write my kid's stories. And um, I put my big heart in there. And I'm getting lots of meetings. So it takes lots of meetings. It's meeting the right people like you. We just keep going, keep going. And oh, that, that's all you can do. And yeah, Mel Brooks, I sent, I'm doing a, um, a spoof of Blazing Saddles called Little Guns. I love working with little people. Like if you look at all my projects that are out, like Professor Creepy and um, Against Type, the one I did with Steven, I have little people. And in fact, Professor Creepy is um, Marty Kleba from Pirates of the Caribbean, the little guy. Um, when we were shooting the pilot, he couldn't make it because he was stuck in Detroit where he's originally from Michigan. And so I got Kevin... Uh, Thompson, who was one of the Ewoks, to fill in, and he did a great job. So when you go into Monster Channel and you see it, you'll see him. But Marty is our regular Professor Creepy. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, so we had a little interference right there, but just we're talking about monsters, a monster channel, and I also have monsters. You guys know that. Um, yeah, we go. Let me see if we're getting David back. David, you back? Little midget sheriff in the old west and every stereotype and we got two people from original blazing saddles that are attached to it burton gilliam who played slim pick and sidekick he's the one that said when your lives you sing like birds you know that guy oh and rodney allen rippy who played cleavon little's um sort of like time capsule back into you know when they were doing a flashback uh playing young version of him in the wagon train so he's attached and courtney Gaines. it's going to be every it's going to be like sharknado for the west and it's going to so funny and mel brooks office read it and they loved it although and i wanted mel to direct it but he doesn't direct anything but his own stuff but the fact that i got some you know confirmation from them was really really great so that's another project we're working on as well oh that's fantastic so um are you ready dave to sing another song for us will you sing something for I us will, <laughs> i will try i don't know where to place the phone to make it sound good but maybe if i move it away maybe you'll hear it hold on Okay, just towards the computer. And meanwhile, if um, all our listeners, your listeners, if you'd like to check out Dave Shelton's website, that's snuggybear.com, S-N-U-G-G-Y-B-E-A-R, snuggybear.com. And uh, thank you for everyone for listening. And if you want to hit the subscribe and five stars, we greatly appreciate it. David, you ready? What are you going to sing for us? Um, well, I'll sing the same song since you couldn't hear it before. Okay, perfect. So, and we have more uh, time. We've got like Six, eight, six minutes, six minutes plus. Okay, I'll still do just the first verse. Let me know if you can hear this. Can you hear that? Yes, we can hear that. Okay, I'm just going to do the first verse. Okay. Because I have one more story to tell you. Oh, great.
down a little bit but what is that you got to be love what is it with the vocals you got to be right it's got to be better it's got to be better yes yes it's got to be better we just somehow the vocals fade a bit but i love it it's got to be better and it's getting better and better and better and we're getting better and more fantastic guests on filmatics and um and I just want to say, thank Italy, India, Kenya, Ukraine. We're hitting number one in all those countries. So thank you so much for listening. And thanks, um, you know, to the United States and Canada and Australia listening too. Thank you so much. Uh, and Dave, what's your new story you want to share with us? And if you listen to part one, you'll learn how Dave met um, David, uh, James Cagney and Vincent Price. So who else did you meet, Dave, to share with us? Met so many different people, but uh, one there are two quick things. One is one day I was walking down Billy Drive, and Sylvester Stallone came out of a re uh, I guess he was coming out of a restaurant or something, and all these paparazzi were there. And I was friends with Sylvester Stallone's son, coincidentally enough, the one who passed away, and. Um, so all these photographers start taking our picture and they thought I was with Sylvester Stallone. So they start taking pictures of me with him. And then he like darts off into a parking structure. But one of the other photographers, I guess, knew who I was. And he's going, oh, I didn't know you knew Sylvester Stallone. And I go, I don't. <laughs> well, that, he started laughing. I was like, well, he said he's going to distribute the picture anyway of the two of us. And it's just because I was there at the right time. I thought that was so funny. And I was going to try to talk to Sylvester, especially because I knew his son, but he darted off so fast before I had a chance to realize it. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, and I had no idea if that. Oh, my gosh. Um, so David is telling us this funny story with David uh, Sylvester Sloan. That is hysterical. I mean. It's so lovely when you meet people who are just nice and pleasant, and especially, you know, most of them are like, you know, without fans liking this stuff, like, like you know, it all starts with fans liking your work. So, you know. Yeah, if it weren't for the fans, uh, when actors and producers, writers, directors, whatever, are so nasty to fans, especially when they go to conventions. I do a lot of Comic-Cons and appearances, and you know what? I don't care who you are, you know, fans going to pay money to buy your freaking picture. You be nice to them. And if you're not, then, you know, you're such a hypocrite. And I think that reflects in a lot of people. Uh, like I, I always joke, I don't know how, you know, language I can get, but I think people, when they, you know, a lot of people are from out of state when they come into California to try to get in the industry, is there an asshole clause that they sign at the border? when they get into LA because if they were nice before they turn into these rabid ego, you know, that bothers me more than anything. So I think they signed something like that. Um, and with that, you know, a lot of my stuff and people think cause you're a writer and, or a cartoonist, you, you in a 
like sort of like a Disney factory, whatever, that people can take advantage of anything you create. And I'm always good. And I tell everyone who creates something, register it, copyright it, WGA it, trademark it, do whatever you have to, to protect your work when you start pitching around and never sign a release. You know, they always ask you to sign a release when you pitch, because then they say, oh, well, someone else might have the same idea and it's too similar. I said, you know what? Um, then I'd rather not deal with you. If you don't like what I create, then I'll move on. So with that, I pitched a game show that I created to Byron Allen uh, that I developed for Danny Bonaducci and the game show channel was going to pick it up. Uh, well, anyway, I found out that uh, he stole the show and had it made. And now we're in like litigation over it. And I have an attorney that just sent him a letter um, I have proof, paper trails, everything. And um, he I found he's not a very nice guy anyway. What he does, I pitched it to him in 2015 through Judy Tenuta, who I've worked with. And what he does is he sues major conglomerates. It's all over the internet. You can find it. He sues like Spectrum and Cox Media. And he sues everybody for discrimination and racial discrimination, especially for not I pitched to, and I got Tiny Lister involved. He was the actor that was in Fridays. He was a WWE wrestler in WrestleMania. He was the president of Fifth Element. He's still after he attached to my oh, film. Well, David, we have like a couple seconds. So um everyone check oh. out uh Snuggy Bear and um this is Raw, Real and Live with Dave Sheldon, film TV producer, director, animation, cartoonist, and voiceover actor, and spectacular snuggybear.com. Thank you for being on the show today, David. It was just so special hanging out with you. Oh, same here. Sorry to get into that other stuff, but that just bothered me too. But no, we're ending on a positive note. And I love being on your show and what you're doing.